and my pronouns are she, her. And I'm Nick, and my pronouns are he, him. And welcome to season two, episode 22 of Tabula Rasa, bitches. In Tabula Rasa, bitches, your two co-hosts discuss and dissect Buffy the Vampire Slayer, a show that bonded them together so many years ago. So and many then years ago. This, yeah. Directing. Has nope. it been in the middle of my intro? You bitch. <laughs> Sorry. You Tabula Rasa, bitch. In this episode, we will be discussing season two, episode 22, Becoming, part two. Allie, I just told, I just came clean to all of my coworkers about the podcast we have together. So if any of my coworkers are listening to this, hey guys. I am personally offended that you feel like it was something that you had to come clean about. Well, I wanted to make sure that we had a library available to okay. people like a nice um All the, two seasons the adjective that you used in our first episode was uh girthy <laughs> in our first episode ever i wanted to make sure there was a nice girthy library <laughs> for folks to get through once they you know Excellent listen to one episode well. and yeah thanks and you know as you just referenced ali this is the final episode of season two that we're going to be discussing what a time it's been and for new listeners to folks who have been with us all along what would be really helpful is if you you don't even have to pause you can just you know do it while you're listening right now but head over to wherever you're listening to this podcast and leave a rating or review and it would be so helpful in helping other folks learn about this podcast as well yeah, and give us a share. Uh, we're also on the socials. You'll get all that info down at the end of the episode. But yeah, share, share, talk about us. Text your friends next time that they say, hey, anybody got a recommendation? Yeah, you do. You there. Yeah, yeah you sure do. You our, gorgeous, our gorgeous person. You do have a recommendation. And Allie, we've made it. We've made it through two seasons of this glorious TV show. It is unbelievable. I can't. It's still unreal. I mean, like I work in podcasting professionally, so it's like, of course I have a podcast, but it's also like, oh my God, I finally have a podcast. And we're like actually following through with recording and doing it. We sure are. We've done 34 episodes now. I'm so proud of us. Hot damn. And we like guested on other people's shows and yeah, stuff. We've Shout made out friends. Bobby Gays. Yeah. Uh, oh, it's been so fun. And we've made new friends ourselves and, you know, gotten to host other people. And man, I'm just I'm just very proud of us. And it's been so much fun working with you on this, Allie. I agree. I really appreciate all the grace you've afforded me uh, all this time with our work. Girl, back at ya. Love you very much. Love you too. Now, I'm done being nice to you. Will you jump into our episode summary for us? I can. As usual, we'll do our best to avoid spoilers beyond this episode, but we'll be discussing today's episode, spoilers and all. The episode starts where the last one ended. Police attempting to apprehend Buffy, who is shocked by the sight of her injured and murdered friends. Buffy gets away, catches up with everyone at the hospital, and realizes that Giles has been kidnapped. 
On the way back to her house, Buffy finds an unlikely alliance with Spike. Yay, he's back. Who <laughs> wants to run away with Drew and not see Angel bring around the end of the world? Makes sense. Buffy's forced to come clean to her mom about being the Slayer, and they have a heated argument which with ends, which ends with Joyce saying, you walk out of this house, don't even think about coming back. Meanwhile, Giles has been tortured and finally gives up the secret to unlocking Akatha after Drusilla hypnotizes him into thinking he's talking to Jenny. Buffy shows up to confront Angel, aided by Spike, who knocks out a henchman and runs away with Drusilla. Buffy is distracted by several vampires, and Angel removes the sword from Akatha, starting the process of pulling the world into hell. Angel and Buffy have an epic sword fight, and just as she's about to deliver the final blow and kill Angel, Willow successfully restores Angel's soul. Buffy and Angel have a heartbreaking reunion, but Buffy is forced to stab Angel to reverse Akatha's ritual and save the world. Angel stares confusedly at Buffy while he's sucked into hell. The next morning at school, the gang wonders where Buffy is, while Buffy watches from afar and boards a bus as she runs away from Sunnydale. Woof. Woof! What a season finale. Yeah, definitely. It has a lot of the great hallmarks of a season finale with, like, picking up off of a cliffhanger, kind of dropping off at a cliffhanger, like... What's going to happen? She's leaving Sunnydale. We'll get there. Uh, So my first note of the episode is, okay, now Sunnydale cops do their job? Yeah, right. The the cops have chosen now to respond to the incident of violence at the school. And the sheer number of times that there's been a fight go down in the school, in that library, and never, like I never would have thought about it without this episode where I'm like, oh, yeah. The cops never show up. No one ever calls the cops. Like, there's no alarm set off that, like, someone's at the school randomly at midnight that shouldn't be there. Like, and now? Come on. Yeah, I wonder. Yeah. Yeah. I hadn't really thought about that point before. Yeah, kind of the worst uh, time for them to intervene. And Snyder's right later on when he calls the cops of of Sunnydale deeply stupid. Yeah. So, (laughs) speaking of calling people names... My first quote of the episode is, you stupid little troll, you have no idea. Yeah. Says that to, to Snyder. It, yeah. And it just it's just so well-timed. Like, Snyder does not take a single beat before blaming her. And yeah. that's, a, that's a good insult. You stupid little, <laughs> little troll. troll. I know. It's pretty great. Um, okay. But so, also, why was Snyder there? So, like, did Snyder call the cops? So much shit goes on at this school. I, just like now? Yeah. And also, I had a thought, like, does Snyder know? Because Snyder is clued into what's going on in Sunnydale. He talks about the mayor, who we know knows stuff. We'll find out next season. Uh, spoiler. <laughs> so Snyder knows about vampires and stuff. And maybe doesn't know, like, every breed of demon in Sunnydale, but he knows shit goes down. So theoretically, the mayor, who would be at the top of this, because all the time he's just like, oh, yeah, do you, do you want me to tell the mayor about, like, the situation going on? And they're like, oh, no, 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 of course, we'll cover it up. Blah, blah, blah. The mayor, you would think, is clued in to everything with Sunnydale. And isn't it, like, sort of common knowledge, common through the grapevine that Buffy Summers is the Slayer? Like, by name, isn't isn't her she known as the slayer yeah snyder has to know and even later on in this episode 
I think later on is when I had it in my notes because I'm not seeing it up up here at the top, but Snyder was fresh in my brain. Yeah, I think I think Snyder definitely knows. I remember at one point me and you, Allie, were like, yeah, he's not really a great guy, but kind of see where he's coming from. And I think it's pretty clear by this point that he's just a bad guy and an agent of chaos and not Absolutely. You know. I have a I have a quote later on from him that definitely shows the like, okay, now we're past the point of you like being reasonable in this circumstance. Like I know that she starts fights and stuff, but like even just looking at the evidence of her over uh fork. Kendra. Na- Kendra, thank you. I thought I was thinking Cassandra. Kendra, there's no blood. There's no like he's just so clearly jumping to conclusions. And then later basically says, like, eh, it doesn't yeah. really matter if it's you. I'm glad to have you out of the way. Like, whoa. Yeah, whoa. willfully jumping to conclusions. Yeah. 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 Like that's wow. Um, I want to note that Buffy kicks the ass of a cop. Good for her. <laughs> runs away. And then another cop shoots at her. This episode gets dark real quick. And it definitely hits different in 2023. Yeah. And as a a nearly 30-year-old with more knowledge of the world than I was last time, you know, when I was first seeing these episodes, hits different. Yeah. Yeah. They shoot at a teenage girl who is running away from her. Wow. Yep. Man, you cops are assholes. Yep. So then she's at the hospital and she's in her incognito look, which. Oh my is God, I so, wrote on the same thing. It's so overly incognito that it's kind of cognito. The fugitive like. look is so overdone. It's like, it's like we've looped back around. Yeah. To, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, she's got, she's got like that hat and like a big oversized coat and she's slinking around. She's like an all like, black. Like. Right. Like, don't be suspicious. Don't, don't be suspicious. suspicious. Don't be yeah. suspicious. I, John Ralphio, I love you. Um, <laughs> yeah. And a moment that that kind of hits me. So she first sees Xander and she makes an innuendo joke at Xander and Xander doesn't smile, doesn't doesn't and doesn't laugh at her joke. And that's when you're like, oh, shit is serious. Because, like, of course, you and I know the state of Willow, but it's definitely that is a really special moment if you don't know that Willow's in a coma because then that's the tell. Like, oh, if Xander's not laughing at jokes, what is going on? Yeah, Xander's not playing with the innuendo. Yikes, this is serious. I wrote down that, so obviously I didn't watch this as it aired and obviously during this recent rewatch I did, I knew what was going to happen. But I was just thinking about if I had been watching this for the first time and i saw willow where she is right there and there was all this uncertainty about what was going to happen with her mm-hmm. i would be ruined because it's like it the season two finale like if a season finale makes sense when a character might be killed off or something That's and true. we've seen in buffy that they will kill characters off and man i would just be so anxiety filled i think yeah yeah i think so and especially because, I don't know, for me, I often take my cue of how I'm supposed to feel off of how the other, other characters are reacting. And everyone else is pretty broken up about it. Seems really serious. Yeah. So Buffy naturally blames herself for the fact that Willow is in a coma. She says, I shouldn't have let her do the curse. I just want to push back slightly and say that it's not really the curse that was the problem. No. Nope. 
No. Nope. It was the falling for the trap. It was maybe doing the curse in a place that was very, but, very but, like, you know, even, even curse aside, I, cause I don't, I don't know if Angel knew that they were attempting this, the, the curse. I think we think that they knew, cause as far as we have not seen him talking about the curse. As far as we know, he crashed the computer, the monitor. It's not how computers work. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> he broke the orb of Thessala and he killed Jenny. As far as he knows, that's the end of it. But I think he pro- he probably knew that they were because they wanted they wanted to distract Buffy so that they could kidnap Giles. So theoretically, even if they weren't attempting the curse and they were just researching at the library. Yeah, they're still it, in it, just as much danger. Yeah. Right, exactly. The exact same thing would have happened if she weren't attempting the curse, if she had just like literally been on the computer researching. So yeah, Hun, definitely like dial back, you're fine. Like that's that is not the problem here. So the way another moment in this scene that wrecked me is as Buffy is blaming herself, she very gingerly moves a piece of hair mm-hmm. on Willow's forehead and it Oh, just it's a very you love your friends so much. Yeah, well, everybody does. It's Willow. So then to, uh, you know, Xander says, parents are on the way. He had forgotten to call Oz. Oops, I had a question about where Oz has been again. He, come on, guys, include Oz and stuff. <laughs> um, and then Cordelia um, comes in, too, and she's also, uh, we, we see some seriousness from Cordelia, too. Definitely. She's bummed at herself for running she asks about how willow is and she's clearly shaken up and it was just a nice little three-dimensional moment from cordelia yeah definitely and she's i think yeah it's nice to see this side of her i mean we've definitely seen her serious at times and definitely seen her caring uh in her own way but yeah this was i think much like everybody else it's different when it's willow so yeah good point so and then they realize giles isn't there oh shit Oh, no, but where is he? He's at the mansion about to be tortured. And I wrote down a quote, uh, an Angelus quote. I mean, the last time I tortured somebody, they didn't even have chainsaws. <laughs> uh, you know, love what you do and you'll never work a day in your life. <laughs> that's true. You know, whatever you're going to do, really set your mind to it. That's the yeah. that's the moral here, I think. Yeah, do what you do and do it well. Yeah, good. Good for you, Angel. You're going to torture, torture well. Uh-huh. So there, um, yeah, so Angel wants Giles to tell him how to awaken Akatha, and there's some ominous music happen happening, and then we cut to Buffy's house where, fun fact, the same asshole detective from Ted is here. I think I remember when we did that episode, I remember hating this detective. I think we uh, both certainly hate him now. Yeah. He has this snide look on his face like he's enjoying it. He he's he's acting he has this line he says you call us if she decides to stop by and he's yeah. saying it as if he like it's both it's like condescending he sounds like a mobster like <laughs> like I like I yeah. get if he was being a piece of shit to like the perp like, I mean, not like you should be, but like I could sort of get it. But like, this is the mom. You think she just like, like, this is sweet, normal Joyce who's like worried about her child. And you're just like, mm. well, you bleh, bleh, bleh. like, 
just like instantly he totally assumed that she was just lying when she was clearly like i don't know where the hell she is what do you mean willow's hurt what what is happening yeah she said she was at willow's and he's like oh would that be a miss rosenberg this guy second victim fuck you dude yeah seriously like talk about poster boy for a cab Anywho. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This episode makes the case yeah. for police divestment. Yep, yep. Uh, so Buffy is looking for Giles, so she logically goes to Giles's apartment, uh, and she sees that she meets Whistler for the first time, and he's like being cryptic and you know not quite giving her straight answers. And she says, "If you're gonna crack jokes, then I'm gonna pull out your rib cage and wear it as a hat." <laughs> Beautiful imagery. Beautiful imagery, and I'm I'm happy for her. Yeah, I feel like char- characters in this in scenarios like these, they have no sense of urgency. Come None. on, people! None. What? And you're what? supposedly here to help, right? So why don't you? Hi, this is who I am. This is what I know. Here's what here's how I can help. Yeah, Whistler, you are the antithesis. They like of unhelpful here. Yeah, it's like they, they're like, well, I, I'm Mr. Cryptic Dude. I have to be cryptic in all situations. Like, do you really have to be? Get your shit together. Time sensitive. I also like when Buffy, right before the glorious ribcage comment, she shoves him up against the wall and she goes, <laughs> I've had a really, really bad day. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. You have indeed, sweet thing. Which says a lot for her because she's had, she's had a lot of pretty bad days. Yep. Um, And then Whistler's like, you know, this wasn't supposed to happen. Like nobody. And he says, nobody saw you coming. What? He you introduced Angel right. to her. <laughs> yeah. You literally yeah. knew that she was going to get called soon enough that you got this guy and like knew enough about destiny or what was supposed to be from the powers that be, whatever, that you were like, here's somebody you should meet. So like, what do you mean no one saw you coming? What? I don't understand. Yeah. Or this I guess, doesn't... okay. <laughs> Okay, so he says that uh, you were. I he thought that you two were supposed to avert the apocalypse, not cause it. <laughs> I mean, maybe he he says like no one saw you coming. Girl, I knew as <laughs> I knew I could just tell from your facial expression that that is where the you. The only were going. way that line makes sense. <laughs> oh um, man, I mean, like I knew that you were going to be a good influence on him, but like I didn't see you coming. God. Um, I have subtitles turned on, and that is not <laughs> the way they spelled it was very clear about what he meant by that. So he says something like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's that it's that line where he's like, yeah, you he was supposed to avert the apocalypse, not right. cause it. And right. I was like, okay, Anakin Skywalker, this is a total <laughs> chosen one. This never works out how you think it's going to work out. Oh, come on. I mean, like watching that's so Raven when you get visions and stuff. It's not it's never like exactly the way you see it or what you see doesn't necessarily mean what you think it means. Yeah. So dumb. He has this line that I am going to come back to in a roundabout way during my hot takes section. But he has this line that says, in the end, you're always by yourself. You're all you've got. That's the point. Lies. That's, yeah. We've literally proven on Buffy so many times that actually the whole point is that she's not alone. That is not the point. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely not the point. That is the opposite of what this show has been about. It's also not his point because he, again, going back to him introducing Angel to Buffy, it's like, so his whole point 
was for them to have association, which then by definition, they wouldn't be alone. Yeah. Yeah. Whistler, your character is stupid. That's why I hate profit. Any kind of yeah. profit, any kind of seer, any kind of messenger, they always have to be cryptic. They're like, well, I can't give it, I can't give it all away. I can't like give you all the information. It's like, well, but you could. You're just choosing not to. Right. Yeah. You are making this difficult needlessly. Yeah. You're so right. The profit thing. I don't like it. I, know. I don't like it. Not that we, I mean, it doesn't sound, it sounds like he's a mouthpiece, not the actual profit, but still, my point still stands. Still unhelpful. Okay. Yep. Then my next note is Spike, 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 Spike. Yeah. So we have kind of moody Buffy walking outside and a cop. Again, cops not. And I don't know what she thought was going to happen because she kind of walks toward. She doesn't immediately like turn and run. It's like, well, you ran once. Why? Why not? Why are you? Why? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I don't know what you thought was going to go differently this time. But and so and I did. I guess I did forget some of the like small points of this episode because I was like, oh shit, what happens now? And then boom, I was like, who is this? And then it revealed Spike. So I was like, still surprised. I was like, ah. And it's like. Spike has come to save the day. Yeah. Spike. Well, this is this is another moment though where I think if I were watching this as it was airing, I would see that moment. And you know, when I when I saw him now rewatching it, I had great relief because I knew what was happening. But mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but I think I would have watched this while it was airing and been like, shit, this girl cannot get a fucking break. <laughs> now she's gonna have to fucking fight Spike now. Oh my god. That's but, funny. Yeah. yeah. No, that's true. That is that could definitely be how someone would take it. But yeah, I brought this up last episode when we were talking about like, why would you even want to raise a Kafa? I'm with you, Spike. He's like, I like this world. It's comfortable. It's got walking Happy Meals. Why would I want to destroy this world? Yeah, I love that they call, they check that logic. Yeah. Yeah, because it really doesn't make sense if you dig into it. No. And and part of the reason Spike is so spooked about the world ending is because he think he thinks Angel could actually do, do it. it. Yeah. And then he has this line. He says, I want Drew back. Dude, Angel didn't steal Drew. For, like, he didn't he didn't enchant Drew. <laughs> yeah. Drew was a hoe. That's what. That's the line that I wrote down was the whole earth may be sucked into hell. And you want my help because your girlfriend's a big hoe. <laughs> yeah i love i love no shit taking buffy so much she has no time to be kind and yeah. really no reason to be kind in this situation particularly but yeah i mean she essentially ghosted your ass and then like got back with her ex like this bitch has been like flirting and tempting him like all in like in your face and you want her back love's a fool yeah, I would argue that it's even a little worse than ghosting because it was done in front of him. Yeah. Like with the goal to to be a bitch. Right. And after everything he's done after for everything. her. Everything. Yeah. 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 Spike, you are too good for her. Yeah. Real truth. Like that's not even going to make it into hot takes because I think everybody would be on that side. Yeah. Spike's too good for Drusilla. Like, Spike is going to align with his sworn enemy, mortal enemy, to win this bitch back. She would not do the same. She won't even not fuck somebody in front of you. She doesn't give a fuck about you. She's like the worst kind of hoe. Because the second she got her shit together, she was like, bye. Right. Bitch. 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 (laughs) There we go. She's like... 
she's like like i never mind i'm not gonna finish that sentence okay we're gonna move on i almost got myself into trouble <laughs> okay spike or buffy says to spike i hate you and he says and i'm all you've got which i would again lie but i i do like the sarah michelle Gellar delivers that line in such a way that she's like it's like one of those like resigned and mm-hmm. and angry and it's just i i yeah yeah it was a good moment and it was like yeah. i hate you and you're right which is even worse which exactly. makes me hate you more <laughs> right yeah she needs his help you know she and she's not alone but right now she absolutely needs somebody yeah she certainly can't take on spike drusilla and angel together like he is right and that sucks it's just a glorious resigned moment from Buffy and, yeah. you know, well done. Yep. So they are back, back at the, the hospital. hospital. Jinx, personal jinx, not good wood. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Ha, now you owe me a Coke. All right. <laughs> well. <laughs> Sorry, I just pulled out of nowhere. I don't know why I'm so punchy. Anywho, so we're at the okay. hospital and finally someone calls out that someone mentions Oz. So I, I love this. It's a knife twist uh, that you wouldn't expect me to enjoy. But Xander finally says, I love you to Willow, which like, whatever, you're best friends. Like, of course, you love each other. I don't think it's a big deal to say. But then she starts to wrestle awake and asks her and is like, Oz, Oz, starts holding out for Oz. I'm like, ha, you don't deserve it. Yeah, you waited too long, Xander. You discovered your love for her as she's sitting there in a coma with brain damage, as far as you know. Wow, cool. Which, like, I think is strange that they're trying to make, like, because that's clearly the moment that they were trying to craft was him finally coming to this realization and, like, ah, you're too late calling out for Oz. I I don't really buy that from the characters at this moment. I don't really see that that's where Xander is. I didn't really think it was romantic love. Yeah, I felt conflicted about if he was, because... Yeah, I felt I wasn't exactly sure if he was saying I love you in a romantic sense. If I if I'm parking my Xander slander at the door, which is difficult for me to do, Allie, but I'm going to try to do it. I'm aware. Then this monologue that he had to her was really heartbreaking and vulnerable. And I thought it was moving. Right. And I look at it a whole lot nicer if I am choosing to be charitable and and say that Xander was not saying I love you romantically. Yeah, I just I don't buy it from him in that moment. Like the yeah. relief when Cordelia comes in and they hug, like I don't I don't know. I I just and everything that they've been through, I just don't quite buy it there. But they were clearly trying to send them a yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like confusing messages because I, I think that's I what do. they want us to read and what they're trying to set up. But just like where the characters are at and kind of like what Xander's giving us in that moment. I didn't read it like that. I just read it as like his heartbreak of seeing his best friend in the whole wide world, you know, in a fucking coma. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I actually am not going to uh, am not going to hate on him too hard here. Yeah. It really is interesting that they we get to Xander trying- Sander later. Like this, there's, yeah, there's a yeah. time for it. We it, it is interesting that they are trying to. Set this up though is like some sort of like, and maybe they weren't. Willow's finally shooting him down. No, I think that's what they were trying to do. It just didn't go. It didn't go like according to plan, given everything else we know in this episode. Well, whatever. 
So Oz is there and is adorable as always. Willow says, my head feels big. Is it big? And he mm. says, no, it's head-sized. And he gives her a forehead kiss. Uh, forehead kisses are the best. Also, they sort of acknowledge that he hasn't been around. Because he was like, curse? What? And they're like, oh, yeah, Cordelia will explain. So maybe he's like been off on like a little tour with the band. Like maybe he's literally been away. Well, they don't say that. And I no, think that's but... ridiculous. <laughs> I'm I'm mad for him. I agree with your interpretation of it, but I'm mad that they didn't make that clear because like Oz is not some absent boyfriend and I won't I won't have this show making him appear like he is by just being gone from episodes randomly. I'm with you. I won't I'm do it, you. Allie. Yeah. I'm not gonna stand for it. You're right. Justice. He should have been in beco- becoming part one. Well, what can he do? Ah uh, well. So Willow asks, is everybody else okay? And Giles is definitely not okay. No. Um, um, so Angel sits down very sadistically and cleans off Giles' glasses. The end table next to him is extremely dusty. And I know that we're evil, but that is no excuse to be a <laughs> slob, Angel. I'm not about it. See, this is why mansions are dumb. Because it's just so much to keep up with. Just more surfaces for dust dust to collect. You're right. Yep. And I bet, you know, they hire cleaning people and then they just end up eating them. Like, you know, like if you (laughs) can't clean it yourself and you're not going to pay for a cleaning service or keep the cleaning service alive. Maybe there's vampire cleaning services. Hmm. Interesting thought. I think so. Do you think they're probably not? Well, they have lackeys. They clearly have lackeys that they like send off in errands and stuff. Like, clearly you have bitch boys like. Make them clean. Yeah. They're willing to go <laughs> fight the Slayer and die. I bet there's one that would be like, you know what? Rather than going, I'll, I'll clean, clean the whole house if I don't <laughs> have to go chase down the Slayer. <laughs> I would I would like some some Buffy cannon to weigh in here, please, and let us know yeah. how they navigate that. So uh, Buffy and Spike arrive at oh, her but, house. But we get some wonderful Giles being a tough ass, being just awesome, uh, not giving into the, um, what, what was that face you made? No, I agree. I'm, (laughs) I think I, we have, we have two Giles badass moments. Yeah. No, he's been, I like, he's been awesome. Because he says, he's like, oh, the ritual, ritual. No, no, that one comes later. Oh, okay. All right. But still. This one, this one, he says. He's being really, he's being really tough. And I don't know if I would stand up to torture like at all. Yeah, I think I would buckle. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I'll sell all of you out. Yeah. I mean, I'm just being, I'm just, with the with the right leverage, like if you implicate my dogs or something, well, I guess that's more of the like mind games that he gets into mm-hmm. later, whatever. I wouldn't stand up to physical pain either. Oh. If I have a hangnail, I don't work that day. So <laughs> I'm definitely not going <laughs> to. I'm going to call your boss. Be like, did you know? <laughs> that time he thought he said he was sick. It was a hangnail. It was a hangnail. You know, you know. So uh, Spike and Buffy are headed to her house when they run into Joyce, uh, who they do have a somewhat good cover story of being in a band. Uh, (laughs) I mean, if you look at Spike, you're like, yeah, you're in a band. But yeah, I mean, it doesn't it's not definitely not a cover story that holds up to scrutiny, but uh, they don't have to for very long. Yeah, true. I I love how Joyce is kind of she's she's strangely adorable in how panicked she is. 
And when, when, yeah, so they slay the vampire in front of her. By the way, when the vampire pops out, mm -hmm. that's one of the most genuine reactions from a human to a vampire <laughs> that we've seen. She just shrieks and Buffy goes, Mom, I'm a vampire slayer. And there's just this blank great look, look from Jace. Great like, look. What? <laughs> yeah, like not entirely blank, but like not immediately thinking she's crazy and not like a mere, and she doesn't, she does scream, but she doesn't scream her head off like the whole time. You know, she's mm -hmm. surprised. But mm. ultimately, keeps her cool in a pretty surprising way. Yeah. So. Yeah, get it. Good, good stuff here, Joyce. Good yeah. stuff. Yeah, it's been. We're not good stuff in a few minutes, but good stuff here. Yeah, we're we're gonna we're gonna get into that for sure. So next, we see Buffy is in the kitchen on the phone with Willow, getting an update on everything. And Buffy has clearly changed clothes, uh, or I guess she's taking her jacket off or whatever. But very notably, she's wearing her angel cross. She is. How full circle is this? Very interesting. Yeah. And also speaking of one of full circle, she's once again gotten dressed to go kill Angel. Oh, yeah. So which is interesting. Uh, yeah. What you know, how do you pick out your outfit? You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You brought up you brought that up before. I did. The yeah. Logistics of like, how do I, you know, how do I? How, yeah. What is? Wow. What a what a strange thing to think through as you're yeah. planning out your outfit. And normally I can justify why she's wearing her angel cross, but I would think in this moment she would want to divorce herself from her romantic feelings of him. So it is surprising that she would choose this of all crosses. Yeah, especially when we've seen her wear many, many, many other different kinds oh, of crosses. Oh, yeah. She does not want for choice. Yeah, it's good for the symbolism of the episode, but an odd character choice. I agree. Um, as she's talking to Willow, you can kind of see over her shoulder. There's a there. There's a picture of a little girl who I'm assuming is Buffy, mm -hmm. like in a pool, like swimming. Mm -hmm. And it was I'm choosing to believe that it's Buffy. And in that case, it's very interesting that in this episode, that's so much about Buffy becoming and maturing and like the awful world, like this this positioning of this picture of her as a baby right behind her the juxtaposition of like innocence the juxtaposition. and happiness and youth yeah that is a lovely yeah. moment i didn't pick that out so she uh says to willow like oh yeah and i got an unbelievably lucky break <laughs> and wouldn't believe you if i told you there's this hilarious image of Spike and Joyce just <laughs> sitting together in the silence. <laughs> yeah, and then Joyce says, have we met? And he says, you hit me with an axe one time. And he's like, like get away for, <laughs> get the hell away from my daughter. And she's like, oh, yeah. As one does. Yeah, and then I have a kind of uh, ironic note because I had Joyce handling things like a champ. Which I think what I meant was she just saw a vampire slayed and she's like kind of keeping her cool. Yeah, yeah. She's sitting there. Right. You know, while her while her daughter was like, BRB, going to go call my friend real quick. Yeah. Right. So she's definitely like trying to be cool and rational. Doesn't immediately call the cops on site. Mm -hmm. um, at least tries to open a space to hear Buffy's side. Um, and then quickly goes downhill from there. I'm really hoping that me and you get into a good faith debate about if 
about the merits and demerits that we give Joyce here. It sounds like we might be kind of on the same page. I think we're pretty aligned. I do. It's awful, but I enjoy her line. Uh, Honey, are you sure you're a vampire slayer? (laughs) Have you tried not not being a slayer? We know what this is an allegory for. Absolutely, which definitely makes this whole scene the gayest moment of this episode. <laughs> Buffy gays. Buffy gays. Um, I think I think you'll agree with me on this one. This is very clearly an allegory for coming out. And uh, uh, unfortunately, Joyce does not rise to the occasion. Although I guess I can, says, I can kind of give some in her favor of like, that's dangerous. Like clearly what she's doing is dangerous. But I guess some people have made that argument about being gay as well. So, Well, I, you know, being gay during is 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 a little dangerous. It, the men yeah. men are not nice. They will ruin your heart. Mm. And you know, I'm just saying. <laughs> Luckily, so um, another hilarious line from her is she says, "It's because you didn't have a strong father figure." <laughs> <laughs> and I just think this is all. I, it all just piles up on that evidence of like this is a metaphor. It's just in the and. I mean, this part is done. This part is this scene is funny as well. And then it gets not funny, but it's funny as like as Buffy and Spike are strategizing and she's trying to get a question in. And Buffy's like, mom, shut up. Right. (laughs) right. I don't know. Uh, It's yeah. Yeah. And I do get for a moment uh, because Joyce Buffy says, I don't have time. And Joyce says, well, make time. You, I've been in the dark for so long. Make time to explain to me. Make me understand. Uh, and that I understand. That I get. Because it is, is not the first time she has tried to talk to Buffy about what is going on. Again, we totally understand why Buffy like hasn't told her up until now. But I, I do get that this isn't exactly like the first time she's asked Buffy, like, how's school? Yeah. And, it, you know, I give Joyce some grace here because... The cops just showed up and Buffy's implicated in a murder and somebody just turned to dust in front of her. And there's this weird story about a band and it's just like, girl, what the fuck, Buffy? And this you person are you just brought into and- my house was like literally attacking me before. That's yeah, she right. met him before. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You can really see Joyce go through a lot really quickly here like at first she's like oh we'll just call the cops they'll understand like she's totally denying it and then she gets pissed and then she's like trying to like bargain with her like it's totally a grief thing that's happening and um yeah yeah and i i totally agree with everything all of joyce's reaction Mm -hmm. until that thing that yeah. she said that you cannot say. Right. Well, and Buffy says something that I don't think is quite fair, or at least like the wording. And I and I think this is one of the times we've talked about this where in real life, you don't have the right thing to say or the nice or the well, well-crafted thing to say like on the top of your tongue. Um, and so I do give Buffy in this instance grace because th- she was blindsided by this whole like, she never intended to have this conversation. She probably would have thought it out better if she had planned it. But I do think there, were, I, I just kept wanting her to be like, like say something a little bit better about like, no, instead of just like saying, no, I can't, no, I can't be like, this is time sensitive. There are people relying on me. Like someone's in danger, like trying to communicate 
it's not that I don't want to talk to you about this. It's that like I have to go right now. I don't mean it. I'm not exaggerating when I say end of the world, that kind of thing. Yeah, she's almost doing and, you know, me and you both will both step in front of a moving vehicle for Buffy. But um, she's doing it, you know, in a way, the Whistler thing where it's like, really, if you kind of lay things out here. Yeah, a little bit. She also she does word it in a way to Joyce. I wrote it down. Um, the how many times have you washed blood out of my clothes and still have? Yeah, yeah she's how don't many call t- her stupid. Right, she says, how Come many on. times have you washed blood out of my clothes and you still haven't figured it out? I don't like that with like you haven't figured it out. No, no concept of what but of what Joyce would have possibly connected those dots would have landed at Vampire Slayer. Nothing. Now, she might have thought that like, oh, really? I guess she really is getting into as many fights as her principal says. But there is no way she ever would have come to that conclusion. And you know it. That's not fair to say, Buffy. I wonder if there's a part of Buffy that wishes desperately that Joyce had figured it out and like would never would never tell her herself because cosmic duty and you're not allowed to Mm. but i wonder if there's if that it does not make it okay but if that like she's not calling her stupid because she genuinely thinks she's stupid she's like saying that because she is deeply hurt and has wanted her mom to yeah to i think it would have been easier on her if she had figured it out it would have been a loophole be like oh it's not my fault she figured it out that would have been nice i do think also potentially that Particular phrasing is also uh, part of the allegoriness of it, because I definitely think there are certain kids who get to a point where they're like, hasn't it been obvious my literally my entire life that I'm gay, that I'm trans, that I'm non-binary, whatever, any uh, any other identity that you've had to come out for? Like, I bet there's a lot of parents who like are still in denial. They're like, come on, the writing is on the wall. Yeah. Why are you making me come out? Like, why can't? Oh my God, Allie, you- so Maybe that saves that line. You took that allegory farther than I did. <laughs> Holy shit, Allie. Well, I mean, it extends the whole way to her kicking her out. I mean- Yeah, yeah, it does. Ugh, the number yeah. of people who have done that, which I think, I've talked to my parents about this a, a bunch. It's just like, because ages ago, I asked my mom, I was like, what, what, would you, what would your reaction be if I came out as gay or whatever? She's like, I wouldn't care. I just, actually what she said is I would be- Sad for the tough times ahead of you, yep. but I wouldn't care. And I was just what she's very honest and reasonable. Oh, yeah. And what she said, she was like, I can't understand people who would ever react by like kicking them out. That is the like complete opposite of everything that you are as a parent, you know? Yeah. And I get that, um, like Joyce's world has just been turned upside down. And I too have said things in the heat of the moment that I would never normally say, but there are also things that in the, even in the heat of the moment, I would never say ever. It'd be like that. And uh, like, I hate you or I don't love you. That kind of thing. Like those are on those, like, no, you would never say this list. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I just, yeah, this was a, disappointing moment also because we that is unlike joyce like we have not known like we have we have known joyce to make like we have like critiqued some of her decisions rightfully and given her a lot of credit rightfully but this is 
far out of character. Well, that's and the other that's stuff that. was like within the bounds of doing your best and your best doesn't always isn't always great. But yeah, it's just and it's not like she shouts, get out. And then like, oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry I said that. Like, that's a whole, that's a long enough sentence that like you had time to stop saying it. Right. And you can tell the yeah. second she walks out of the door that she immediately regrets it. But she also doesn't go chase after her. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You could totally. Not that she catch her, for her. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I. Yeah. Agreed entirely. Disappointing Joyce moment. Ugh, poor Buffy. I know. But the last thing she needed on top of all of this, as if she didn't have enough going on. Right. Yeah. Let's. Yeah. This was. This was like that time where somebody's like, at least they couldn't get any worse. And then it did. You said it. <laughs> you said the magic words. Right. <laughs> uh, okay. So I think we're back at the hospital. Yep. Mm-hmm. Willow said she wants to try again. And everybody's like, maybe not. Don't do that. Yeah. And that's when Oz says, I missed out on some stuff, didn't I? Because this is all making a kind of sense that's not. <laughs> <laughs> What an Oz way to say that. I know, that. I know. I just, I love the way he says that. Um, I am glad that we get a dose of typical Cordelia here. Uh, Xander's like, Cordelia, will you back me up in that Willow shouldn't do this? And Cordelia's like, Cordelia says, you should listen to him. The hair, it's so flat <laughs> in the lips. <laughs> yeah, then he, yeah, and then he's like, she's like, what? Like, I was backing you up. That was me backing you up. Right. I um this this stubbornness that Willow resolve has. Face. Don't you see resolve face? I saw so a whole cute. lot of Alexandra Louise Press <laughs> in there. That is something that if you think if you feel in your bones that it is the right thing to do and it is the that that was that was an alley thing to say a thousand percent. I could not be more flattered to be compared to Willow. Aw, thank you. It is a well-earned comparison. I love that. Well, thank um, you. Now, when you start practicing witchcraft, I have a list of people <laughs> for you, too. So uh, I think we're still uh, quite a ways from that. But if that ever does come to pass, I will let you know. Thanks, doll. I appreciate no it. No problem. So here is the second Giles badass moment. Yeah. Um, him being a stubborn mofo. Um, I cut you off when you started to say what the line was before. And that was an injustice. I didn't write it down. Uh, he says, um, in order to be worthy, you must perform the ritual. I don't remember it. In a tutu. In a tutu, that's what it was. <laughs> I was expecting him to say naked. So I think I... I kept blocking out what he actually said because I was expecting him to say like naked. One can hope. I mean, if you're gonna do witchcraft and spells and shit, like I don't know. And you're sexy like that. Like, yeah. I mean, he he, honestly, he should perform all rituals set all all rituals naked. I Yeah. You know, if you gotta flaunt it. Um, Yeah. (laughs) In a tutu. That was awesome. So Angel, that pisses Angel off and Spike comes in because at this point, Buffy has Buffy and Spike have made the agreement that if Giles dies, Drusilla is also going to die. Yep. And Spike is like, probably don't kill him because I don't want to get librarian out of the carpet, which is a pretty funny thing to say. And 
Angel calls him sit and spin. (laughs) (laughs) That's so fucking rude. He's so rude. That is so rude. But, but I guess in Angel's defense, it is Spike's fault for still pretending to be lame at this point. He could have revealed a long time ago that his legs work. Yeah. 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 It's odd, but I guess it works out for him that he can catch them by surprise. Yeah. So uh, Buffy's back at the library getting stuff and Snyder is still there. We can just continue having questions. Yeah, about- yeah. He says, you've proved to be too much of a liability for this school. So you let her be framed for murder? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. what? Like he says that, like basically what he's saying, because she's like, you know, I didn't do this. And then his response to that is not, I think you did. I think you're lying. It's you're too much of a liability anyway. Yeah. Yeah. He calls attention to the fact that Sunnydale police are deeply stupid. Yeah. Does not contest that she is innocent. Yeah. Yeah. And this is where I said, like, there's a possibility that he does know, which is like weird. Because if he does know, then why wouldn't he be on her side? I don't know. Maybe he's bitter that I don't know, like just his control freakness doesn't like the idea of someone else working in the same field i don't know so maybe he really doesn't know his motivations are strange because he doesn't let like you see him it's not it's not like he is totally evil or he could orchestrate the school like being a lot more chaotic and death like we like we've seen him not like when vampires cause a mess for him right but then yeah he's also i don't i don't understand i don't totally understand i think he must not know I think he must not know because like maybe he's too much like too low on the food chain of the Sunnydale underbelly that maybe some people at the top, like maybe the mayor does know, but wouldn't tell him because also also what what leads on the like he's actually an asshole, not just a teacher who's fed up and doing the right thing is that like. If you, yes, yes, Buffy gets into a lot of fights, but if you actually looked at them, like if you actually talked to people surrounding the event, you would find that she's ending the fights, saving people. She's involved in fights. She does not. She doesn't start them. Start fights. Yeah. Yeah. And like the number of times that those fights ended in her saving people. And like, I mean, just back to school night. If we're just talking about that instance, it's like, well, she saved everybody at back to school night. So. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. Very puzzling. I don't understand this line. She says at the end, she says, you never, ever got a single date in high school. Did you? And he says, your point being in it, other than just being a savage dig. Yeah. I don't know exactly that dating in high school is an indication that somebody's not a petty or good person. Well, I think the idea of it being just like, you're just a sad, angry little man. You have never been likable. Right. Yeah. Right. Like you're just, you've always been like, you're just like always been bitter. I think that's more of what it is. Not like, not like it's justifiable or like if he had been popular in high school, he wouldn't still be a dick. I think it's more like you're just constantly punishing everyone around you for your sad little life. Yeah. And I guess dating's on her mind because she's about to kill her, you know, ex-boyfriend. Right. Well, and she's... But I feel like the line could have been like, 
you don't have any friends, do you? <laughs> you go home alone you know? every night, don't you? Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, I also <laughs> think like from the perspective of a high schooler, that is your world. So just the idea yeah. of like you, you, your social, that is your social circle and not the idea of like, sometimes it gets, it sucks in high school and it gets better in college or, you know, I don't think she's thinking that far. Right. So she storms out, not storms out. She walks out very calmly yeah. with a sword. And Which he doesn't seem all- that surprised by. Yeah, he seems like a, like he like leans back, but I'm like, dude, you just framed her for murder. I would be very right? careful. And also just like her. a sword out of nowhere. Like I don't I didn't yeah. see any like sputtering like what the hell are you doing with that? Like I was very surprised. Uh he calls the mayor and says he has or no, he calls somebody and says he has good news for the mayor. Right. So that's strange. Oh, also side note strange. too, I did look it up and a principal cannot unilaterally expel a student so when he said when like he took such glee in that like she undoubtedly would have been well like would have been expelled but that was premature absolutely if he put it in works if he put it in motion there would be more than enough grounds for her expulsion as far as like what's on paper yeah but she he was but that's not an official thing to just say it you're expelled yeah okay don't show up to school on monday because you're expelled like it doesn't work that way. That's not how that works. Yeah. yeah. Idiot. Stupid troll. Duh. Yeah. Okay. So. But yeah. That mayor, that mayor comment is, oh, still, go ahead. is still strange. And still, it almost seems like they were planting seeds for something that didn't quite come to fruition. I think that's exactly what it is, actually. That makes more sense. Because they've dropped a couple hints. And, yeah. And it, it just seems like maybe bigger things ended up being the main plot line and it just didn't get visited. Right. Yeah, that makes a lot of Again, sense. Again, I okay. want that like prequel side spin-off show about like of the of the mayor. Yeah, like Gotham. Yeah. Where it just it's really about like the police and like the underbelly and stuff. It's like the heroes aren't the actual like main thing. There's so much there. There's so there's so much so fruitful. We've brainstormed a few Buffy spin-offs. We talked about a Giles prequel, yep. the mayor prequel, we talked about a Kendra side thing. Oh, yeah. Right. There's right. You know, yeah. Yeah. Anywho. Well, we'll see. So we're back at the mansion. Poor Giles. Just poor Giles. Poor Giles. Yeah. And now um but and now Drusilla gets involved. <laughs> yeah. Which that is an effective method. It's, works. Yeah, makes him hallucinate that Jenny is there. Mm-hmm. Jenny is not very convincing but she is sultry and sexy um and i think it does speak to giles that unimaginable pain doesn't make him break but it's the woman he loves and i think maybe also drew's hypnosis it's not just the hallucination because he does fight it initially like no we have to we have to go like with what are you doing here this isn't real but i think some of it also affects like his pliability or like lowers his defenses. Mm-hmm. I think it's more than just like literally what he's seeing differently. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I think you're alters right. His his state of mind as well. Uh, but I do love Drew getting caught up in the kissing. Oh yeah, yeah. They're like uh, Drew Stella. We're done. Yeah. Um, I have a costume note. This is the first time I think I've said no. It's not the first time I think I've said Angel has a hideous belt buckle. Hideous. <laughs> 
hideous. He, ha- yeah, he is he a little extra in this episode. I think this is like one of the first times we've seen him in those leather pants. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's definitely like a leaning into the like bad guy vampire. Yeah. And the way he's, he says, so he gets the information, Angel gets the information he wants out of Giles, and he's like, okay, kill him. And Spike's like, mm, don't do that. And Angel's like, you're right, don't kill him. And it's just really interesting. We see him, Angel is starting, like, we know him as somebody who's so methodical mm-hmm. and calculated, and that's part of what makes him so scary. And he's starting to come unhinged a little bit. I think so. Yeah. Like, very one-track minded, for sure. Looking looking to make this happen. So um, we are, I think we're back at Giles' house, mm-hmm. Whistler, or Buffy has gone to see Whistler again. Whistler picks up a Grey Marnier bottle, which, fun fact for everybody, is my fiance Paul's favorite beverage. So I look so everybody can send Paul some Grey Marnier. <laughs> Thank you so much. And uh, Whistler gives Angel or gives Buffy the same information that Angel just learned from Giles. Yes. Yep. Which, like, he definitely could have given to her earlier if he hadn't been so evasive and stupid. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that trip back was kind of unnecessary. Yep, just wasting time. Uh, yep. So then Buffy's heading to the mansion. She runs into Xander. And Xander says, Willow wanted to wanted to tell you, kick his ass. And fuck you, Xander, for lying. Yeah, that is not true. That is, that is not at all what she said. Totally overriding with his own personal feelings. Just totally taking it out. Like, I never like this guy. Whatever. Who cares if he if she kills him? Yeah, just so petty. Yep. Yep. And, you know, not that it's, like, entirely unwarranted or doesn't necessarily come out of nowhere. But, like, if Willow is saying... Like, I would just use Willow as my barometer for anything ethical. And, like, Willow is the one trying to save him. Yeah, Willow insisted on continuing this ritual... The last time which landed her in the hospital, maybe, and you just said you loved her, maybe just be a good fucking friend. Yep. Yep. You know, deliver the message. Yeah. You're not endorsing the message, just deliver it. Yeah. So, yeah. Fucked up. Uh, So, yeah. Buffy gets in there. Giles is like, or Angel's like, oh, yeah, you still think you're going to take all of us? And she's not alone. She, you know, then Spike comes in swinging. Uh, and then he he grabs Drew. Drew doesn't want to go, and he says, "I don't want to hurt you, baby." Hits her. Doesn't mean I won't. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like the uh, so so it, Spike is like wailing on Angel, and then uh, Drew like launches her shell at at Spike in the close cap. I watch everything with closed captions on, and the closed caption for it is just in parentheses shrieks <laughs> it's so funny to me as i don't know i giggled so giles or xander gets to giles mm-hmm. and giles <laughs> is like giles is like they're just you know playing tricks on me making me see what i want to see and xander goes then why would they make you see me oh right let's go <laughs> <laughs> i loved that he loves that yeah you know there's a lot of xander slander you could have but at least he's self-aware very true point in his favor yeah and that was objectively funny that was great i love that oh poor Giles. buffy is kicking ass and then 
Angel wakes up and we all collectively went, damn it, as he took the sword out of a Akakla. Yep. Uh, at some point in this, they've flashback to the hospital and Willow is chanting and stuff. And how has no hospital staff come in? They're burning sage. There is something smoking right. in that hospital room. Right. Like maybe they brought all that stuff in like a, you know, a low key bag or something like that. So I get how they smuggled it in. But even just like, even if they didn't smell the smoke or hear the chanting, somebody's coming in to check vitals. Somebody. I've been in hospital One enough times, you hope. know, there yeah. you don't get that often, that uh, that long a stretch of time uninterrupted. Especially because she very recently was in coma. a coma. Yeah. Yeah. So they're probably checking on pain meds, on fluids. Who knows what her tests are? Maybe she needs to take some more tests. Like I just I would have loved a quick moment of like Oz man the door. Barricade yeah. the door. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or keep, yeah, a, keep an eye out. Some you know, something. Right. You know, yeah, just uh, lack. Uh, yeah, not not super realistic. Yeah, I guess that may not be the most unrealistic. It's not, and it's this, definitely not the most important. But <laughs> uh, but you know, we we do notice details. We, we are critical watchers. We do. Allie. We do. So Buffy, um, Buffy picks up the sword Boy, to. I like. I've used this line that. Um, she says back to Angel, Angel, so a couplet is activated and he says, you're going to hell. And she says, save me a seat. Uh, <laughs> Ooh, so good. So good. These wide shots of the fight, I never picked up on it until this recent rewatch. It is super clear that these are symbols. Like it is a, it is a angel has a different hair color, oh, no. and a different frame. He it is yeah. I mean it's good. It's still I still am into it. But I guess I don't. Just, I guess that's not what I watch too clearly. Sometimes I try to look to see like you know when she does a tumble or something. It's like is her hair still the same like kind of thing? Sometimes you can tell. Uh, yeah, I didn't quite notice that. Uh, what I did notice was Spike strangling Drusilla to knock her out. Okay, thank you. Um, vampires don't breathe. In your own system, right. you have established that vampires don't have breath. I, I guess they're just walking it back at this point, but like that theoretically should not work. It does not make it. And there were so many different things they could have done too. They could have done some... Bash her over the head. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Chloroform would have been... Sorry, fucking dog is just sleeping the entire time and then decides to drink so close. water as if she's never had water before <laughs> uh they they could have done that so many different ways but yeah he instead puts her in a full nelson <laughs> and knocks her out through lack of air right okay which cool. she's dead she doesn't need oxygen yep uh this moment that willow has in the middle of this too like we're kind of cutting back and forth between the mansion and the hospital right. willow starts to get winded and then she like looks up and she's clearly started to channel something mm -hmm. and she just leans down and go oh so badass super cool. super cool which i think shows she's there's a um predilection or innate talent there like she's got something she's got something in, in her blood she has tapped yeah. into it yeah. yeah there's some kind of um natural predisposition for it or something like that cuz i don't think 
I just don't think that anyone saying the right words, doing the right motions would still hit that level. Like it's, I mean, and that's why Giles says like, this is a really intense spell. Like I wouldn't do mm. it. Mm-hmm. So I think that's, there we go. There's another uh, potential offshoot. Someone, someone in, in the Rosenberg line is a witch. <gasps> You're so right. Wow. Maybe, Man, maybe not are... since the you know witch trials kind of era, but like someone in her, someone in her past, someone powerful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. So then we're back at Angel and Buffy fighting. It's looking like Buffy's gonna lose. She's lost the sword, and Angel's talking about like, oh yeah, the Slayer and blah blah blah. Take all that away, and what's left? Me. One of the most. Badass lines. Yeah. Their eyes close and then her eyes snap open. Series. Oh, so cool. And then she she like catches the sword and hits him, mm-hmm. like hits him in the face with the hilt of it. Which yeah. that would that yeah, would what a, what is, bitch. Yeah. And yeah, just so yeah, really cool moment. It's like when when they were fighting in the in the movie theater okay. and he says something that gets under her skin and then she's like, Oh, fuck. Yeah. No. It was like a total another one of those where, I don't know, something got activated in her and she's ready to throw it. Yeah, yeah. There's a episode coming up next season called Helpless that that line reminds me of. Uh, Yeah, that's one of my if I like in top five episodes. So can't wait to get. Yeah, that's a good one. I'm going to get into episode rankings and I have something to say about Helpless and about this one. Cool. The as Spike as Spike is driving away with Drusilla, he Drusilla is still passed out inexplicably, and Spike pulls Drusilla close to him. Spike, she is the worst. I, Stop. I know, fool for love. It's just, yeah. I mean, toxic. It's you know he's not the first to go back to a toxic relationship. You're right. Yeah, woof, man. Yeah. So. They're fighting, they're fighting, and then Angel doubles over. He looks up, totally different expression. Uh, I did have the did have the reaction that like, oh yeah, only soulful Angel could look like that much of a little bitch. Because <laughs> he just looks up and he's got this like scrunched face, like like oh, like, he's already tearing yeah. up and like he's already like yeah. in pain. And I was just like, oh, well, now he just looks like a little bitch. <laughs> we were we are really driving up the juxtaposition <laughs> yes. from the two of them now, aren't okay. we? Did we overdo it a little bit, guys? Just a maybe, little bit. Maybe. But it's it is it is a good acting moment though. Like the second he looks up, you know who it is. You can tell. And I do forgive the cheese because this moment is there have been a lot of heartbreaking yeah. moments yeah. yeah it's like their song is playing the theme yeah the buffy and angel theme always, also yeah it has been established that um the soul change is painful like it's a moment mm, you're right uh, i have not i've never had uh my soul ripped or restored from my body but i imagine it would be quite a thing so i can see how that would also be an extreme thing well you don't gotta cry about <laughs> it you little bitch come on ah uh, so of course ovary up here my dude. Yeah, dude come on come on 
Well, he says, I feel like I haven't seen you in months. Well, you kind of haven't. Yep. So, man, some pretty awkward things happened in the last few months here. And her just, her eye, like they hug and her eyes close and she's feeling all this relief. And and then she sees Akatla's mouth Mm -hmm. open. And you just see the moment where she realizes what she has to do. So I have feelings about this. I can save them for hot takes if you want, or I can just I'm say it. fascinated that you have feelings about this. Well, do you have other hot takes to talk about? Are we, are we taking up the hot take section if we? Uh, I think this is the only hot take I have. Okay, let's okay. save it then. Right. Well, what do you think? Do you want to save it or do you want to do it? Uh, I, just, I just don't agree with how she solved this situation. Oh, you're like, you didn't have to stop Yes. Him. Absolutely. Yeah. This is total like I had that this thought. is total Rose and Jack and the fucking door. Like you didn't <laughs> have to be a dumb bitch about it. I think don't you dare. Don't you dare call my Buffy a okay. dumb bitch. I will Shh. lean through the computer right now, Hasty Allie. bitch? Will you accept okay. hasty I, bitch? I will I'll accept hasty okay. bitch. I think that it was established though that I think that that was within his blood opened it. What Whistler said. What yeah, but Whistler, I but what did Whistler say? He didn't. He didn't say the only way to close it was kicking him all the way in. I think that he said something like it ends with him or something like that. Hmm. You're still like hasty, bitch. Unless he said it'll only take exactly a body's worth of blood. Because <laughs> here's here's my thing. Okay, so I'll just I'll just say it. I'm like. Okay, so maybe, maybe in her like Slayer super brain, she was like, one cut's not going to do it. Okay, what about an arm? Slice an arm off. You have, you have the sword right there. It's not like she was fighting him with stake in hand. She has the sword. You, and then also goes back to the whole communications thing. Babe, I'm so glad you're back. You have missed a lot. I got some news I for you. Will, it's a kind of time sensitive thing explain, happening here. Turn around. You see that? Okay. Slice off his arm. Chuck the arm in. Cause also, here's the thing. Worst comes to worst. The arm doesn't work. You still push him in. Then we just... <laughs> but okay. what if it did okay, work? Me... But if it works, he's still alive. He's just missing one arm. And you know what? He's eternal. Whatever. I would so much rather me, have a one-armed boyfriend than a no boyfriend. Boy, no boyfriend. Let me try and be a contrarian here for a few seconds. Okay, okay, you totally have. I was going to say this. The... This logic is infallible. I don't know what you can say against it. No, well, <laughs> I think there's another reason why she would have gone ahead and killed him. But I, uh, I will acknowledge that you have me on the. Hi, can you? Okay, turn around. Do you see that? Okay, you kind of, you kind of did that. And we're in a bit of pickle. <laughs> do you happen to know anything about this guy? Because Angelus did, so maybe you do. And can you like, can you loop me in here and how on on like creative ways that we might, you know, solve this? I wonder if part of her was like, man, this dude when he went evil is a stone's throw away from ending the world. Listen, Angel, I love you. You're a sweet guy, but man, we cannot risk this. This is is, is what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I, I I don't see that being her logic. 
mm-hmm. if this if knowing that the spell worked, don't think that's her law. I don't see her making that choice. Otherwise, I don't know. Otherwise, I, I she think wouldn't I have even tried to do the soul restoration at all. I think she would have just killed him. I think I do see the logic because we see many other examples of her being willing to sacrifice. Well, she's she's usually willing to sacrifice like herself. She doesn't really sacrifice the people right. she loves. Right. Yeah. No, I think I think yeah. if, if, I think if she was going to come to that conclusion, she would have, and then she yeah. would have just gone after him, mm. and, and she would have yeah, just okay. beat his ass. I think I got wrapped up in the in the poetry of the moment. Oh, it's a that beautiful I, moment. I didn't super think about like, okay, well, this doesn't I, really. I don't. I disagree that Whistler said something. Um, I think I, I would have clocked that, knowing how I feel about this ending. If they had said something explicit about once it's open, it's going to take the whole thing to go in. Yeah, you were looking for reasons to like this right. ending more. It's a beautiful poetic moment. Absolutely. It's it's I just there it's a, like a lot of these things is like if you had just said this like one little line, cool, done. Like, you know, in a horror movie when they check their cell phone and they see that they have no reception. Cool, great, done. We got that out of the way. Yeah, at least right. you checked. Right. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, okay, I agree with that. So just yeah. one arm. One arm. Who knows? Right. Well, we'll never know. Exactly. Now because you did it. Dudes yep. in hell, yep. you know? Yeah. Yeah. I'd be, I'd be a little pissed, too. I'd be pissed about it. Like, he stares shocked, and I would have been like, bitch, hello to I you, too. I think I would have had a more range of emotions. <laughs> yeah. like, 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 anger, confusion, sadness, <laughs> bewilderment. Like, I think I would have gone through a couple more than just, like, that one. And ouch. Ha- also, ow. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, miscommunication gets us again. Damn it, I hate when that happens. I just feel like, you know, you got you got to try. Cuz then yeah. once you've said it, if it doesn't go how, you know, it doesn't magically solve everything, but now you will forever know that you said it. Right, right. The the instance of not knowing is pretty so painful. much worse. Yeah, the questions that yeah. are left. Anyways, Anyways so okay. now in this beautiful moment, uh it is summed up and uh, transitioned to the next day in the really only appropriate way, which is with a beautiful Sarah McLaughlin song. A Sarah McLaughlin song, yeah. The 90s are really oh, shown yeah. here, yeah. aren't they? I, I had to look it up, but I was like, this sounds like Sarah McLaughlin, which also I feel like maybe speaks to how well this show was doing at this point. Because a lot of the songs, yeah, or, or maybe she was still indie at this point. I don't know. I'd have to do like research, like when she got big. But uh, yeah, this the ratings were strong at yeah. this point. I looked so them they were very they it reached millions of people when it uh, aired. Like, when, I guess that's that's making it. I right? think so. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Back then, millions of people tuning in at one time to bring yeah. in a named yeah. artist song for your finale. I think that makes sense. Um, the song is called "Full of Grace." Feels appropriate. Hmm. So Joyce walks up the stairs and for a second we're like, oh, she's going to run into Buffy, but she does not run into Buffy and the closets are empty and there's a note that Buffy is tipping. Yep. Still curious what that note said. Um, Yeah. Really like to know what that note said. What do you think it said? Hmm. I had not even thought about that. I don't know. Like, I don't think she would have said where she's 
going. Well, we know she didn't say where she's going right. because that's left up to like that is a question of where she's going, even to the viewers at the end. Right. Of it. It's so not I like the bus she... says where they're going or anything like that. Yeah. 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 I bet. Yeah. Yeah. There's just probably a lot of hurt and devastation and rejection. Yeah. I feel like she said something cryptic, like, I'm sorry or something like something simple, like not Oof. like actual information. I don't want to know what that note said. I'm just happy. No, I don't want to know what that okay. note said. Yeah. No, that's too yeah, sad. You're right. Um, they're at school. Nobody's seen Buffy. And they're, everybody is giving their theories of what yeah. happened. But nobody, we didn't talk about this. The sequence of events that happened was the worst combination. <laughs> it would have been better if the curse didn't yep. work to if the curse had worked. But at the worst okay. time. Yep. Yeah. No, no one no one talks about that. Also, no one talks about maybe she is just taking a day off, which would be my thought. Yeah, maybe. They're like, uh, yeah. I just had an epic sword duel with my ex that I've been dealing with a lot. And just like this whole year has been a lot. Uh, I think I'm going to play sick for a day. Maybe two. Yeah, you're going to need to communicate that, though, if that's what you're yeah, doing. Yeah, I, th I mean. Rather than leave me in the dark about if you're dead true, or not. True. Yeah, I definitely would say would have like called. Did they? Did any of them say? I know I like just watched the episode, but like, did they say like if they called her or not? I feel like they say like they called but didn't get an answer. Maybe I don't know, or if they just said I haven't heard from her and nobody's heard from her. I don't remember how exactly they worded it because hopefully they would have done their due diligence too so. in you know reaching out yeah. to her. Willow has kind of a sad line. She says she'll be here in a while. It's one of those things where, like, those are the words she's saying, but the way she says it, she's totally trying to convince herself oh, yeah. that Buffy is. She doesn't is believe it. Not. Yeah. Yeah. And then the pa camera pans out, and Buffy's watching them from behind a tree mm -hmm. or something. Girl. Yep. And we see her riding a bus, leaving Sunnydale. Yep. In her. Her 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 travel outfit is very. Uh, I was I was thinking about it because we've never seen her in clothes like that. Like she has like super baggy jeans, very baggy hoodie. Um, surprised she even owns them. Uh, but I just I just had the dark thought of like, well, when you're a woman traveling alone, you want to be invisible. Oh, I was more like, this is total sad girl. Also Buffy sad outfit. girl Buffy outfit. I think my 2023. Feminist brain yeah, just like right. takes it to like, yep, got to be invisible. Don't want to attract attention. That is the experience of a woman versus a teenager, a guy. or yeah, or a guy, yeah. Because I mean, I've definitely done like my dad called it hobo chic when I travel, like on an airplane or something oh, like that. Like you got your leggings, got like your sweater, like beanie, definitely like your casual. Like I'm just comfortable. Hobo chic. I like that. I'm gonna use that. Uh, Okay, I have, I do have hot takes. Wonderful. I can we do trivia yeah, first? Of course. I have a few, just just a few. I don't have a whole lot okay. this time. Um, so Buffy says right before she stabs Angel, she says, "Close your eyes." And interestingly, that is the same thing Darla tells Angel before she sires him. Ah. Neat little connection. Um, we talked about this. According to IMDb, this is the first time Xander has said he loves Willow. Picked a real fucking bad time to, you know, say that for the first time, dude. The 
at the end of the episode, like past the credits, you know how there's that monster that goes, grr, mm-hmm. This time it says, oh, I need a hug. <gasps> really? Yeah, rewatch it. Yeah. Oh, wow. I didn't. Yeah. And I bet after watching this for the first time, people did Aww. need a hug. Yeah. Oh, that's so funny. I mean, th- today watching on streaming uh, platforms, you know, it goes right into the next episode. So it skips the very end of the credits. Yeah, I had to stop it for skipping. <laughs> <laughs> According to several. Okay, so there there are sites out there that rank all of the Buffy okay. episodes. According to one, this is the fourth best out of all 144. Others ranked it as number three and number eight. This episode is consistently ranked among the highest of all Buffy episodes. I think I guess I can see that. I I mean, mostly for the fight, I think. Epic Epi- fight. Epic, epic fight. fight. And I would I would rewatch this for the badass Willow moment. True true like i don't think it would make my top five maybe top 10 i'd say top 10 for me i don't know i think the sweet moment at the end for me gets caught up by me being like you should have just tried chopping off his arm yeah i think my my logical brain gets so frustrated at like immediately jumping to the most extreme solution that i can't enjoy the sweet reunion that was truly the first time I had ever <laughs> considered anything like that, Allie. Was you bringing it up 15 Anything ago. to save Angel. <laughs> yeah, true. Anything. <laughs> I like your creativity and your yeah. logic. I mean, it's the same it same thought when I watch. very logical and very yeah, It's the same thing, you know, when I watch like West Side Story or something like that. When you're like, she just woken up like 10 minutes earlier. Yeah. Hence the tragedy. So, All right, ready for your hot take. Okay. So it's interesting to me. There's there's a few interesting parts about this. So becoming part one was really about how Angel was okay. becoming. Be like he's becoming the evil force and destroyed the okay. world or whatever. This one is more about Buffy becoming. She gets kicked out of her house. She gets expelled from school. She's uh, she almost dies. But as you, it, it was it was. I I'm I was just reflecting back on our uh, conversation we had in the last episode about becoming, and it struck me that this was her becoming. I don't love I don't, and then I'm gonna get into like what I don't love about it. Also, it is interesting that the first season ended with Buffy physically dying, mm. and her friends brought her back okay. to life, and then in this one. There was like other deaths of sorts for Buffy and her friends were borderline unhelpful. Like Giles spilled the beans, which nobody blames him because he's being hypnotized. Totally reasonable. Like Willow, uh, the curse did work at the worst possible time. Which maybe, well, but, but maybe would have been a better time if Xander had not let her down. True. So Willow, true. Willow is absolutely taking care of her shit, and Willow's doing her job. Uh, their communicator uh, does not. Yeah. Um, but in whereas in the first season, the most instrumental help she gets during this fight is from Spike, the yeah. villain. So it's just an odd arc that it's it's an odd it, yeah, and I don't love how. 
So like a key theme of the show is that Buffy is strong in her own right, but that part of her magic as a slayer is that she has amazing mm-hmm. friends. You know, it's still important that it's established that Buffy is, you know, stands on her own and is strong as her own and she doesn't need anybody mm-hmm. else. But it doesn't like the end of the episode does not leave me feeling like it is in empowered self-sufficiency, mm-hmm. but it's like it's like she's alone and yeah. isolated. And that's Yeah, sad. absolutely. When you said that, you know, the first, you know, part one is Angel's becoming, part two is her becoming, and it's like, but it's not a good becoming. It's not a positive, like her standing strong at the end of it. It's it's like you said, it's sad. Yeah. Yeah. It it is her becoming like undone. Yeah. I mean, which her becoming undone and also her willing to do the hard things as Slayer, the n- nearly impossible things, um, which I guess like in the grand scheme of things does make sense. This is not the last hard choice she'll have to make, uh, be forced to make, kind of. Uh, but yeah. yeah, I agree. It's a really sad ending. It's not. Tri- it's not triumphant yeah. like uh, season one. Yeah, they're not yeah, all not walking triumphant. away to yeah, go to that's a party. Exactly it. Right, right. Yeah, they're all left wondering if she's right. alive. I mean, they assume right. she's alive because it's like the world hasn't ended. But yeah, it's yeah. And I just really think that if I had been watching this while it was airing, like I can now go right to season three yeah. and I'm good. But if I had just watched this and in, in now we were waiting for season three, I would be wrecked. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking hands with her leaving town. Suspected of murder. Kicked out of her house by her mom. Right. But, oof. She just killed her boyfriend. Right. Yeah. The love of Awful. her life. Right. Yeah. But so... I don't, yeah, so it's so odd to me that I would still rank this episode in the top 10, even though I don't love the takeaway from it. That's why it was interesting. I was surprised to hear that it ranks so high. I think if I was doing like a separate ranking of like top Buffy fights, totally, absolutely. That sword fight, epic, it's classic, definitely goes up there. This episode overall, though, it's just hard for me to rank things like without parameters. Like, do I? I'm talking about like quality of writing. Am I thinking of like what was most impactful? What was most important? What was most enjoyable? Because I definitely wouldn't put this as most enjoyable. But yeah, hard hard to say. Yeah, by if yeah, depending on the parameters, you could probably put just about. That's any why I'm terrible with like yeah. never have or not never have or uh, would you rather's because like I always need to know the specifics. I always need to know like. All the all the parameters. So I'm I'm terrible with uh, qualitative questions like that. Ever the logical, delightful <laughs> bitch. Glad someone thinks so. Yeah. So I think yeah. Those are all my yeah. Those are my hot takes, and I guess they weren't really hot takes because we both totally agreed agree. on them. Yep. Yeah. 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 But <laughs> but looping back to my my hot take that she should have tried chopping off his arm before she pushed him all the way in. Yeah, that's totally true. Yeah. Or or he like he got the sword out with a little a slice on his hand. Why not try and slice right, the other one Right, that's the thing. Because that's why I thought you know? of the, the first time. Like, it didn't take a lot. So he put the sword back with a little right. more Right, like it yeah. didn't take a lot to unlock it. So how about locking it? <laughs> Basically, what I'm saying is I would be a better slayer than Buffy, clearly. Well, okay, yikes. Well, that's going to be the audiogram no. and you are going to 
have your address so leaked online for that, I bet. I, yeah. No. No, I know you said it just you love no. me. I would I I'll I'll be there to defend you and then if need be I'll kill you. Like <laughs> But promise, promise you'll try chopping off my arm first. You or have more even like try just like the hand. If that doesn't work, then try yeah. the whole arm. Right. Well, we'll like work yeah. our way up. We'll even yeah. try two arms, you know, because I would, ra- you I would know. rather be alive with no arms than not alive. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, cool. you got Thank it. You. Yes. Okay. Take away from the episode. I will chop off your arms before I kill you if the situation Wonderful. arises. Same. And same for you. I promise that I pledge the same for you. Wonderful. Man, what a way to end this episode. That feels like an odd way to end season two of Tabula yeah, Rasa but Bitches too. So Allie. was her all sad moving leaving on a bus. So they <laughs> yeah. left it sad and weird. We'll leave it just weird. Okay, that sounds yeah, good that to sounds me. Good. It's happy and weird because I'm so happy about this podcast and happy about this time I get yeah. to spend with you. And what's happy and weird is that that's not the end. All, for all of you out there, you can just go watch the third season. Right? Got the truth. And pretty soon you'll be able to listen to season three yeah. of our podcast. Not, I mean, too. not like too soon because like, don't rush me. But yes. <laughs> <laughs> In, In the, the grand, grand scheme of things, things, it'll be quick. It'll absolutely though, you know. be soon. All right. So yeah. <laughs> on that note, I think that about does it for this episode. Thank you so much for joining us for today's episode, for all of these first two seasons episodes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, if you're still listening, hugs and kisses. You, you person right here listening, I love you. Uh, and we hope you'll join us next time where we will discuss season three, episode one, Anne. Wow, that's wild. I actually didn't verify the title of that episode, so I hope I got it right. I think I remember yeah, it right. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to plug our social here for a second, but I also just want to echo Allie's uh, gratitude for anybody listening out there it's been such a fun passion project and and like Alex said at the beginning we've been able to connect with so many people and you know make 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 new friends even if it's like commenting on each other's social media posts or finding new symbolism together or just laughing at memes together it's been really meaningful and just and thank, thank you, you to all. everyone and who guested it, on the pod this year. Thank you. It's been so much fun. You added such a fun extra level, extra community to our show. So thank you for that. Absolutely. If you're just too excited to wait until the premiere of season three to chat, send us an email at tabularasabpod at gmail.com. That is T-A-B-U-L-A-R-A-S-A-B-P-O-D at gmail.com. You can also say hello to us on Instagram or TikTok at, at @tabularasabpod. And Allie, where can people find you? Online? People can find me on Instagram at daughterpick d a u g h t e r p i c k. If you're still using that Twitter app, uh, same same title, same name, username. Uh, if you're on TikTok, you can find me at future black cat. And if you'd like to throw this young budding artist some money, you can go to buymeacoffee.com slash Press, A-L-L-I-E-P-R-E-S-S, and also Press on Venmo. All of the social media handles are going to be in the description. 
Allie, it's a treasure as always. I love I you I love very much. you. And I hope all of you out there make proud choices. We love you very much. Bye-bye. Bye. Tabula Rasa, bitches, is hosted by Ali Press and Nick Mercer, with music by Inflaton Cult, artwork by Charlotte Fleming Design, and consultation by Evo Terra. 